0: Welcome to the Native Citizens podcast, a ministry of Storehouse Community Church in McAllen, Texas. Every Monday, we gather to address the questions and issues aimed at everyday life and ministry in the context of the Rio Grande Valley.
1: Well, good morning. Hope you guys are enjoying the start of your week. Thanks for hanging out with us with the Native Citizens podcast uh my name is marco and i'm joined here by lc Ola, schwantanamo bay what up and Schmerick? hi uh i think it's last episode we talked about everett shmevs and schwantanamo bay uh <laughs> many people in our church still call you Schmerick. yeah do you remember where that came from
2: uh it's the only thing that rhymes with eric I think. <laughs> that was like, the reason. Yeah, is it? It's like, I remember. My name's not Derek. Yeah,
1: no, I
0: remember Schmerick
1: <laughs> no. coming from your cousin. my little cousin Aaron. Yes, Aaron yeah. unable to say Eric and he would say Rarick and so yes. Rarick turned into Schmerick. <laughs> Rarick Eric, Schmerick. Yes.
2: <laughs> my little cousin now he's like he towers over me, dude. Oh like gosh. he's a huge guy. I mean, I'm not like a big guy myself, but. I guess it's just those Quintana jeans who he's I don't know how tall he is like I I want to say seven feet, but that's just exaggerating. Is
0: he taller than Marco?
2: Yeah, is he taller than Marco? Yeah, I think so. Oh wow. Like he's 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 not even like sixteen yet. Oh my gosh. There's Whoa. just like really big boy genetics in my
1: family that has like, definitely it, like, skipped over me. Seth regressed. <laughs> like he you know, he he's got been, shorter. He's been growing I, and growing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, this year he got shorter. How does that I happen? I don't don't know. Seeing, he even went down a shoe size. And
2: I was what? like, what? what? Maybe like those things really didn't fit him in the first place. So like. N- what? No, I mean. He
0: went, You're like, I bought the shoes. I was there with him.
2: <laughs> yeah. But did you put it his, did right you put size. your finger he on the, the, the tip tests, of the, the and yes, wiggle yeah. your toes, Michael? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Huh. That's, yeah. We were at the van store. Is that gravity? Like, what? what is that?
1: I don't know, dude. I was just, I, I, I attributed it to his posture.
2: Yeah, well, that makes sense. But, like, how does that change your foot? I don't, that one, I don't know. His height is something else. Mm. Maybe. I'm just telling you what I saw. Maybe he had a lot of, like, water retention. Like, he was eating a lot of salty food. So, like, his. Water retention? Have you seen him? Well, I'm just, I'm just (laughs) trying to, like. He's coming up with theories. You know how, like, when you ride on a bus for for a really long time, like, your foot swells and it just gets bigger? (laughs) Well, that's happened. I've seen it happen. Like, you just sit for a long time. I guess because, like, you're retaining water. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, you might be right. It's just that Seth weighs 100 pounds soaking wet. He does yeah. look like he thinned
0: out the chair a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's also, that part is also because, like, he's outside and he's active more. He's okay. skateboarding. Skateboarding. Tony Hawk. With his friends. His, like, body's compressing his and his actually, friends. like. Yeah. His, his body's actually working. <laughs> oh, it's filling muscles. In and... yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Sure. It's the muscles. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's outside more. Skateboarding practicing ollies.
0: And he's still in high school. Yeah. So yeah,
1: I think he has like one more good growth spurt left. Because mm-hmm. he's about to be a junior. So I
2: thought you stopped growing at 25.
1: Or is that like mentally? I think
2: no. that's the frontal lobe is the isn't frontal
0: it? lobe matures at 21 for men.
2: Yeah. Oh. I thought that was for females. I thought it was 25 for men and like
1: is it 25 for from... men. Yeah. I yeah I thought it was 25 for men too.
0: Twenty five for men, twenty one for
1: Girl. Women, Girl. yeah, women is is it's much immature, sooner, way sooner. I mean, dudes, <laughs> dudes are idiots. Um, That's a fact.
2: <laughs> like, amen. <laughs> Proven fact. <laughs> it's I mean, scientific. you've seen us.
1: You, if you know us, <laughs> I mean, I have a 15 year old. If you have a man in your life, <laughs> yeah, any which way, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, well. Uh, This morning we're going to be talking about Soli Deo Gloria, which is a part of the series we've been walking through on the five solas of the Reformation. And Soli Deo Gloria uh, stands for to the glory of God alone. And so we've been building our way to uh, talking about God's glory and essentially why it is important. Um, Over the last couple of weeks, we have talked about Sola Scriptura, which is scripture alone, Sola Gratia, which is... Grace alone, sola fide; faith alone, solus Christus; Christ alone. Theologians would call the doctrine of sola Deo Gloria as the glue that holds all of these doctrines together. Mm-hmm. And so, today we're going to answer we're going to answer two questions. Uh, uh, but we're going to read a quote in just a bit. But the two questions that we're going to answer are: How does God reveal His glory? And then how do we, in turn, glorify God? And so here's a quote that I want to read. This is by uh, David Van Drunen, and this is what he writes. It's a cool last name. Right? This guy (laughs) knows what he's doing. He writes, Simply put, the fact that salvation is by faith alone, grace alone, and Christ alone without any meritorious contribution on our part ensures that all glory is God's and not our own. Likewise, the fact that Scripture alone is our final authority without any ecclesiastical tradition, magisterium, or pope supplementing or overruling it protects the glory of God against every human conceit.
2: Whew. Way to go, David.
1: Good job, David. Sir, David. I don't know. If, I don't, it's probably not a knight. Yeah. So, in short, before we dive into those questions, thoughts about that as it pertains to the glory of God? I I like that
2: uh, you've been talking about in the past episodes, like, how do we contend? How do we protect against these things? Mm-hmm. I like that he uses that language. It protects the glory of God against every mm-hmm. human conceit. Yeah. Like, there's there's an actual defense and protection of i think of the angels surrounding his throne Mm -hmm. not that god needs protection but they're Mm -hmm. there to like point out his his authority yeah Mm -hmm. i I think that's really cool like in submitting to his authority we're able to yeah to defend
1: yeah i think i think what i love about it is again in in the work of salvation uh by grace through faith in christ right like that that secures it ensures god's glory that he's the one who's going to receive all of the glory, mm-hmm. and then when we do look at the pages of scripture, uh, but by submitting to the authority of God through scripture, it ensures and and we are able to protect, yeah, His glory so that He would receive that glory rather than our own um, merit or our own our own work.
0: Yeah, I think it's like as we've talked in the past episodes, we've kind of reviewed like. All, not all, but a majority of the avenues where we as humans want recognition or don't give God the complete recognition that He deserves, and I think this quote like hits it, hits the nail on the head very mm-hmm. well.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. I think I think it forces us to really consider. Um, I think it forces us to consider. Certainly, it forces us to consider God's glory. And it also forces us to consider, okay, what does that look like and how we reflect that glory, right? Are we really walking about our life reflecting our own glory and our own righteousness, mm-hmm. or are we walking about our life reflecting His glory to talk about His righteousness, to talk about His work done for us? And so the first question is, well, how does God reveal His 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 glory? We got three things that I thought we could just work through very quickly, and so we have on here creation, salvation, and worship. And so I'd like to unpack them briefly, right? And so, so the first one: How does God reveal His go- glory through creation? I think one of the the things Elsie brought up a few
2: episodes ago was uh, about Job, or at God answering Job, like, "Where were you when I, I set the 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 lines for the the sea to reach so far? Mm-hmm. Like, where were you when I created the caverns of the earth? Like." Do you feed the lions? Like right. what do you do um so like his glory in set it every setting everything thus and so like just the the way the ecosystem works like right. the infinite detail that's within that um like that's a glorious creator like mm-hmm. who has this intentionality to it. Right. Um is it Romans? Like there's no excuse because God has revealed his glory in creation. Mm-hmm. Like therefore there's nobody with with an excuse to say like there is no God. Um, but it's like very evident if you look in a leaf, just the detail on how things are created, how seeds grow from trees, like that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You can't plan that yourself. So, um, just like the, the artist in me gets like super stoked when I see those things, um, like creating an art piece that creates itself even further is mind blowing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think of when I think of creation specifically.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and doing it like with with a word. Yeah, he yeah. speaks it into creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. And that, that's, like I have to use my hands to make something. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, th- I think the other thing is like, like he speaks it into creation and it is sustained by the power of his word. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Right? Like that's Hebrews 1. Yeah. Oof. Right? Like he is the radiance of God's glory speaking things into existence and it is sustained through the power God, of his God, word. word. Yeah. His word is still mm-hmm. yeah. It echoes thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What about the next one? So so how how is God's glory revealed through salvation?
0: <laughs> <laughs> through his son Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, well I, <laughs> two plus two. Well Jesus. absolutely So One one is, yeah, is yeah. absolutely through sending uh, you're sending the Son to enter into human history as a man, Jesus Christ, right? Like absolutely, his his glory is revealed through Jesus, um, in in his redeeming work on the cross. Um, and I would also uh, just the work of the Holy Spirit in the sense of like his glory is revealed through salvation in that he brings dead men to life. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you mean the miracle? You mean the miracle? You know, oh, yeah, that the miracle one. of salvation. Yeah. You know, in in, in the sense that like. Uh, as we have talked about this, like outside, uh, apart from Christ in our depravity, our hearts are, we are physically alive, but spiritually dead. And it is by the gift of his grace given to us that we are able to respond to the gospel, bringing us from spiritual death into spiritual life. Uh, I think that in and of itself is absolutely a miracle. Yeah. And in addition to that, the fact that he would even give the gift to begin with, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, um, is is a is a testimony to his glory. Yeah, who am I that you would consider me, O Lord? Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Right, and, and and David speaks about this in Psalm twenty three. Right, In Psalm twenty three, uh, uh, he talks about how um, God is his shepherd; he makes him lay down right, Uh, by green pastures. But he says he does all of this for his His namesake. namesake. Uh Like everything that he does, whether it's through creation, salvation, or even in our worship, which we'll talk about in just a minute, like all of this is done primarily for his namesake. Yeah, yeah. Right, the psalmist in Psalm 115 says, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to (laughs) your name give glory. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's a song by Lin. It's super good. It's called, uh, what was it called "Glory of God"? I don't. Know yeah, much. I think "Glory of God" by Shai Lin. Look it up. It's, it's it's deep.
1: What about worship? How does God reveal, um, His glory through through our worship? Oh yeah. Um, Go for it, liturgy director. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I think of who
2: He has worshiping Him at the throne, like <laughs> as revealed. I think in. In, in Revelation and even in Ezekiel, when I when I see the when I read the vision that Ezekiel saw mm-hmm. in the clouds mm-hmm. of like the throne being there covered in 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 color and light and the the description of the creatures who were worshiping at God's throne. Um it's like this is who is worshiping him and that causes you to join these these creatures that just l- are described in really intense way. Mm -hmm. It's like, let me join them because it it almost compels you because you have no other choice, but to, to worship. Like there's this, Mm -hmm. this attraction and beauty that is indescribable. And, but there's like this, this yearning for that, that thing. It it fills that void. Like the, the worship is, is not only in the knowledge of who God is, but like in the, And the experience God brings to us Mm -hmm. with his presence Mm -hmm. that, that you just, he causes people to lay down on their faces. Right. Um, And that's, that's what I think of in worship. Like all of the things are crying out for his, his presence. Mm -hmm. Like everything is groaning.
1: Yeah. I I think about in, in that same vein, I think about the fact, like if I think about Sunday gathering, Uh like. Who is actually praising his 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 name? Mm -hmm. It is individuals who just a short time ago were at war with him. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. right. That were separated from him. Yeah, right. That they were orphans. Mm -hmm. And man, so when the saints gather to worship and praise his name, I think his his glory is revealed in 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 that picture yeah in the sense of just a short time ago you were at war with god and now you are at peace praising him
2: yeah at peace with one another and yeah, peace with him peace or with one another when i think of that the peace with one another i was learning about who the disciples were and matthew the tax levi uh-huh. the tax collector there was also a zealot i forget his yeah. name specifically um simon yeah okay so simon the zealot uh he was like a one he was likely a part of the gang of 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 raiders mm-hmm. who were outside of the mountains, who would attack the tax collectors as they would enter the town, and he would rob them. And Levi, as a tax collector, is hanging out with Simon. is hanging out with Simon, who was like likely had a bounty on his head, and like putting those two together so that they can and learn and follow Jesus and worship him together, like the peace amongst men. Like I, I just think. That's pretty glorious. Like, how do you how do you get them to work alongside one another? Yeah. Like the what's that movie? Uh, Remember the Titans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of the team didn't get along. Yeah. And then the coaches like does somehow somehow brings them together. I think of that being. I think that's part of the movie that just inspires people or just gets people excited to see that unity. Yeah,
1: and like in Remember the Titans, you see that Denzel Washington doesn't forfeit truth he doesn't forfeit conviction right 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 in fact he presses into it harder yeah and harder and harder that even the other coaches are like uh, what is it they there's that scene where it's like two three in the morning and they run to gettysburg Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah, yeah. and one of the coaches tells him he's he says this is a high school football team not a not a not the military yeah and he just ignores him yeah and he's like let's go and uh, and so he he presses into those convictions even mm-hmm. even more. And I think when you look at the picture of the disciples, all of these guys who come from just like such diverse backgrounds, Christ pushes into them even more, yeah, and more and and like, they are forced in through community to mm-hmm. to rely on one another while at the same time seeing one another's failures. right. And then at the same time, like Jesus, like sustains them yeah, by not rejecting them, by actually staying with them, addressing, with things, them, addressing yeah. them, teaching them like he, he takes them with him. Right. And, and so, yeah, I think, I think the picture of the disciples, the picture of the church praising God, I think that going back to who is worth, not just in the sense of like who in terms of not even have nothing to do with titles mm-hmm. has nothing to do with positions. Like, The who of who is worshiping Christ is are individuals who just a short time ago were at war, who were orphans, who were separated from God, separated from one another, who were hiding from God, who were walking in guilt and shame, um, who were walking in rebellion, are now praising the name of God together from diverse backgrounds, right? Different stories. Like, who, who else can bring people together like that? Yeah. Exactly. That's good. Yeah, dude. Mm. The next question is, and we kind of answered it with worship, so so we'll touch the other ones. The next question is, well, how do we glorify God? And, and here's another quote by, by David Van Drunen. Here's, here's what he says. Sully Deo Gloria, the doctrine that we're talking about has much to do with our Christian moral life, which is where we're going to talk about what we do, has much to do with our Christian moral life. But biblical integrity demands that we first reckon with how the glory of God is truly about God himself. So in other words, as we begin to talk about how we glorify God, we must make sure that we understand that God's glory is first, primarily, and principally about God Himself. Right,
2: because what it can become is like it, it, <laughs> the like, wheels are like crazy. there go. Right, I think gotcha. drawing like drawing it's out true. the the lines and like. Clarifying the distinction of uh, in glorifying God and God only, we benefit. Mm-hmm. But glorifying God isn't just so that we may benefit. Mm-hmm. It's like the benefits of doing so um, are like the repercussions of glorifying him, mm-hmm. not the, the cause and purpose of. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of times I'd, I probably get into this mindset where it's like, so that I may benefit. Right. It's like, no, mm. it's for the glory of his name and his name alone. Yeah. It's like for his name's sake yeah. and period. Yep. And within his name's sake, there's like this umbrella of all these good things that happen. Yeah. Um, But you can't turn that umbrella upside down. Right.
0: Is it safe to say like we glorify God so that we, we can know him better or know him more?
1: I think, I think yes.
0: But it's not like... A complete statement.
1: Well, I I would say yes, because we are known by Him, right? Like through the work of salvation, Mm -hmm. we've been given the gift of grace through faith in Christ, right? So we are not only known by Him, but now we know God. And as we continually grow in our sanctification, yes, we learn more about Him. We learn more about ourselves, and that is bringing Him glory. But that whole thing started with um, Him saving us,
0: right? Okay.
1: At the very least in that example, I think. Got too. The first thing we have on here is appreciation. I think by appreciation, it was, it was in light of kind of going back to salvation. So we've talked about just like the theological implication of, of the glory of God, right? That he brings dead men to life, right? Mm-hmm. And so now let's look at that practically. So so what does it look like to actually ap- appreciate God himself and a lot of and a lot of how we glorify him, how does appreciation practically look?
2: What do you mean practically? Like you mean-
0: giving thanks and yeah. gratitude? Yeah. Like in our with
2: our mouths, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like literally saying, saying it out thanks. loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a sacrifice of praise as Hebrews calls it. Like yeah. there's a sacrifice done yeah. in saying like Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Yeah. There's – I don't understand how that's a sacrifice. It's like, I guess, easy, quote, unquote, Maybe to because say. because you're putting yourself to death. Right, right. So, like, um, the appreciation of Christ over who I am, mm-hmm. like, the, the comparison of God versus man. Yeah. Th- th- it, it makes the chasm even wider.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I th- it, the appreciation – the practical outworking of appreciation is, yeah, what else he was saying. Like, man, mm-hmm. praise to his name. Yeah. Um, Man, uh humility, mm-hmm. um, us appreciating and I and I think I think sometimes when we use the word appreciate, I think it could sound watered down if I, if yeah, I were to say, yeah, yeah, man, I appreciate my salvation. It it, it almost sounds like, Oh, thanks uh, God, that convenience that we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but there's more to there's, that word than 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 what we think it actually means. It
0: carries a little weight.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. it ought to, right? Uh-huh. It, it ought to carry weight in the sense of, man, I appreciate God for my salvation because apart from God, I could not have uh come to know him, yeah. surrender before him, repent my of my sin to him. Yeah. You know? Like uh, like there there's a there's a deeper, weightier Implication of appreciation. Appreciation. However, how we use it today tends to be convenient. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The real definition of appreciate as a
2: verb is to recognize the full worth of. Mm -hmm. And I don't use appreciate in that manner. Exactly. I haven't appreciated the word appreciate. Right. Exactly. (laughs)
1: Dude, that's crazy. That Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. What about when it comes to affection?
2: Affection.
1: So remember, these are all practical. Uh, yeah. what is it what does it look like the affections
0: i think it's a deeper kind of like we say appreciation's weightier than we think yes. i think affections it's deeper than just feelings and exactly. yeah, <laughs> emotions exactly. it's always got like he has given us emotions too but yeah. it's uh our response to him um that we actually can experience joy, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah,
0: while still like grieving, or you know, like yeah. just there's yeah, this yeah, yeah. Um, gravitational like um, desire to want more of him because yeah. we have appreciated the salvation and now we can acknowledge and. And want more of His love to sustain us, right? Mm-hmm. And so we love Him, yeah. In return. Yeah, I,
1: I, I, like appreciation, affection carries weight in yeah. the sense of, hey, you uh, are not only known by God in terms of like He knows you as an individual, or even at one point as a rebel. Yeah, you are known by God as a son or a daughter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like you, as the individual, have been reconciled to the father. Mm-hmm. And so, man, what, what what is it? What does affection mean? The word know, like to know, uh, particularly in Genesis, when 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 God says that Adam knew his wife, mm-hmm. he's not talking just about the butterflies that Adam had toward Eve, and he's not talking about knowing her because she's standing right next to him. The, the word know is the same word different in terms of the hebraic language and aramaic but the word no there is intimacy
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: right it's the same thing where where jesus i think it's in matthew uh, 24 and people say lord you know it's judgment day and people are saying lord lord i did things in your name yeah. mm-hmm. and he says depart from me i never knew you that yeah. word knew yeah. is intimacy mm-hmm Right, he's not saying he didn't know them in the sense of like they were outside of his sovereignty. Right, right. Mm-hmm. he's talking about intimacy. Like
2: we didn't have, we weren't tight. Yeah, we weren't tight. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know. But, and so when you see the word affection, like what else he said, it's 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 deeper than our emotions. Our emotions ought yeah. to lead us. Yeah, to uh to 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 Christ. Yeah, right. Um, and our affection for him is is in this little word. Yeah, do know that there's yeah. th- intimacy. So I've
2: been I've been trying to understand in the Psalms as as deep cries out to deep, like the depths of the human heart. Like we don't even understand ourselves. Like we we haven't even explored that area. Mm-hmm. Like there's no submarine that can go that far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why we're exploring the ocean, right? So, <laughs> but the depths of God, like the the truly knowing of that of that area of our lives. God God has been there, like. There's no hiding from God in that place and and like being with God in that area like there's there's no emotion that can that can articulate no words that can articulate what it means to be in that place right. like sometimes I call it like the secret place, yeah, but even then like there's it's even more secret than what I understand it to be, so when I think of affection, it's just like the deepest, darkest places of my heart, God's been there, yeah, and i I want him there, even yeah, there's like this yeah that knowing that intimacy is
1: yeah it's it, again it's deeper than just being right next to me it's deeper mm-hmm. than just man being tight for 10 years yeah it's deeper it, like it, yeah it's to the depths of which no submarine can yeah. can ever discover yeah dude mm-hmm. all right last one what about obedience man how how do we glorify god through obedience
0: obedience all the things in our lives <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everybody's going to be like, obedience is a heavier word.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, define <laughs>
1: obedience, right? But it kind of, it, it kind of is, in, yeah, in the but, sense yes. of like, it's not just doing what you should and not doing and what you, you shouldn't, shouldn't. right? It's like it, it is those things because yes. we have this fundamental understanding of what mm-hmm. sin is. What the grace of God has done for us and because of what the grace of God has done for us in faith through Christ, like we obey because we are his children and because we are his children, it brings him glory. Like it's connected to the rest of the solas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like obedience is connected to the rest of the solas because if we are, I should say, properly obeying God, Mm -hmm. it is because we have this fundamental understanding of sin and grace. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, What's this? I don't know. Uh, psalm twenty-five, oh. um, <laughs> like verse four and five says, "Make cause me glory." Says, was like, oh. Uh, oh, it's because I was thinking of the psalm number, but I forgot it. Uh, psalm twenty-five, four and five, make make me to know your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. That was so, very like, devotional. The the idea of obedience is like to know that we're we don't even know all of it. Yeah. So, like, even humbling ourselves in obedience to be even more obedient is like a circular thing. And lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you, I wait all the day long. And in, in waiting, there's an obedience. It's yeah. like, hey, you don't know everything yet, so you are still reliant upon me. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's deeper then because we don't know the full depths of it just yet.
1: Yeah. Obedience is hard, though. Obedience is hard. But but even in obedience, like for instance, like when we fail, yeah. I think we can bring glory to God even when we yeah. confess and repent of our sin. yeah Yeah. There's, there's
2: obedience in confession and repentance. And repentance.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Here's one of the last things I I just put as a note that it is it is through Jesus that we are redeemed, forgiven, cleansed, and made new. And to that end, all of the glory belongs to God. In God alone, right? And so with that, again, we are saying that the glory of God begins with God himself.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, Mm -hmm. that's going to conclude our time in the five solas. And so we hope you've enjoyed it for the month of November. Um, We walked through Sola Scriptura, Sola Gratia, Sola Fide, Solus Christus, and finally, Soli Deo Gloria. Um, and so we hope you guys have enjoyed our chit-chats about uh, these five solas. For the month of December, we're going to be doing a sermon series uh, for the season of Advent. Now, this is the first time we've done a series for the season of Advent. And uh, I think our recordings are going to be uh, synergistic. <laughs> to um to the series and so we'll talk more about that next month but for now we hope you guys enjoyed this short series on the five solas
0: love you bye (laughs) the goal of this podcast is to equip our church for discipleship and mission we want to thank you for listening in this morning and we hope that you are encouraged by these conversations if you'd like to learn more about Storehouse Macallan, you can visit our website at storehousemcallen.com. We'd also love to hear from you. Send us your questions to info at